being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, here we go. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hour number two is upon us. Myself, Dennis Brewster, Larry Unger answering phones. Charlie Grimes, your engineer, 303-477-5600 is the phone number. Question of the day is, what's your favorite tool around the house? Power tool especially, but what's your favorite tool? Alex and Golden, you're next. Um, hi, my favorite my favorite tool hand tool is the uh, Nipex Alligator Channel Lock. Um, the steel is so hard. They'll grab onto anything, and they're narrow and agile, and they're great for uh, grabbing those spring clamps that like to slip out of your... Okay, what brand name is this again? I've I'm, I'm got to look these up. So what brand name is it? Nipex, K-N-I-P-E-X, I think it is. Okay, I'm looking... Ply, nip, nip, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, looking at it right now. Yes, 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 you're correct. Yes, I've actually got a pair of those. Yes, they work very okay, well. Okay, they're awesome. Yeah, no, you are, you are very right. They actually work very good. Yes, I've... Uh, I have a pair, a couple yeah, pairs of those. Th- those are, a, yeah, yeah, good They tool. are my favorite channel. Yeah, they're a good yeah. tool. Yes, they are. And, and you know what? Not, have... By the way, not cheap, by the way. Those are not a cheap pair of pliers. No, they're not, but they're great. Yeah, they blow the doors off channel lock. Yes. Yeah, they, and you know what? And they're handier to have around than the channel locks are. Yeah. I'd put those in an emergency kit yep. over just yep. about anything else. Yeah, and yeah, that's just, that's what I meant. Yeah, you know, you you are you are exactly right. They are, uh, uh, you know, just a great tool. And yeah. also the their adjustable crescent wrench channel lock never u- combo. With, n- never use with those. The, oh, it's got a compound. Uh, gripping action. It's like a, a crescent wrench that you can cam the jaws together with the length of a channel lock handle. I did and not they're know adjustable. that. Huh. Okay. Those are actually good for again another emergency kit, but you can smash the nut in between the jaws, the parallel jaws. And it. Oh, I'm looking at those you now. Have less you, of a chance. you are right. Oh, they're awesome. Ooh, those are really slick. Not cheap, but those are slick. Also, I, I was not aware. I was, I, thank you for the tip. I was not aware of those. I've never seen those before. And that particular style of wrench, I've never seen. Thank you. Oh, they are cool. Also, they're good for doing plumbing around the house. On yep. Those chrome, uh, those chrome lock rings for the plumbing fixtures and I, stuff. I, you know, the other thing it looks like they really have that are really nice are cable cutters as well. I'm just looking at their and all the different tools they make, and their cable cutters look very nice as well, too. Oh, their diagonal side cutters? Are, yeah. The steel is so hard on them, you can cut anything with those things. If you if you have enough strength in your arms to get the jaws together, they'll cut through and not ding up the 
the edge. Made in Germany since 1882. There you go. They're my they're my favorite. I just wanted to. I'm no thank Alex. Those. Thanks for the tip. I will. Uh, in fact, that last wrench you just mentioned, I'm I'm going to go on and get me one of those. So thank you. That's great. Right. Great tip. One, no, thanks. I appreciate that very much. I was not aware of that. That's, we learn something new every day here. We do. Every and weekend. It was a couple not too long ago you cost John some money. He went out yeah, and bought all these trenches. Now he's going out again. I'm going to buy these. Yeah. Uh, the, the, by the way, very, very, this is almost like the snap-on of this type of tool, if you would. And, and again, folks, I'm not bad-mouthing Vice Grip. They've been around forever, but they serve a purpose, I guess, at times, but here's here's what I've always thought about vice grips. Maybe I'm wrong in this, Dennis. Maybe you've got a better answer, but my problem with vice grips always is if you have to get the vice grips out, something went wrong. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. Typically. Um, I- anyways, yeah, these are, by the way, they, they've got a full line of tools. It's K-N-I-P-E-X, for all of you listening, K-N-I-P-E-X, and they've got a full line of you know, hand tools, pliers, diagonal cutters, all that kind of stuff, even their own version of a vice grip. And wow, what a great, what a great set of tools. So Alex, uh, thank you very much for the tips. That's the question of the day. What's your favorite tool around the house? And as we were just mentioning, if you've got something that you really like using that other folks don't know about, hey, let's help each other out here and and give somebody else an idea on what you like and what works around the house. 303-477-5600. Okay, I had another email question that had came in and uh, Craig, if you're listening, here we go. 2018 and a 2020 Hyundai Elantra. So both vehicles, the 2020 is what I think has a CVT type transmission. And I believe that that is correct. It feels so much different than the 2018, specifically the feel when I let off the gas and coast slowing, stopping. Can you explain what I'm feeling and what the transmission is doing? Also, what about servicing it? There apparently is no dipstick to check the fluid in the 2020. All correct answers and questions, by the way. So, yes, Craig, that is a CVT transmission. CVT transmissions, by the way, folks listening, uh, they, they just, because they perform differently than a regular transmission, they also act differently when you do coasting and things along those lines. So, yeah, it is not the typical transmission, fluid-driven transmission. And the way a CVT transmission works, real quick, an explanation is think of back to the old mini bike or snowmobile days that a lot of you may have been involved in. It's essentially a clutch-type system whereby a centrifugal clutch you know, squeezes down on, in this case, the, the transmissions have a steel belt in them, a steel chain, I guess you could say, and it squeezes one end, and it changes the gear ratios indefinitely. That's why it's a constant variable transmission. That's what the CVT stands for. And in turn, when you go do this, when you slow down, they tend to. Now, a lot of the modern transmissions, modern CVTs have got the ability where they've built some compression braking and some things into them, but it is a totally different feel when you drive a CVT transmission. It is not going to feel the same way that a regular transmission does. Now, as far as servicing it goes, we are still of the opinion on drive radio, everybody here, that depending upon the vehicle, typically speaking, you're going to service a CVT about every 30 to 40,000 miles. The manufacturer and or dealer is going to tell you you don't need to, that it'll run forever, at least go 100,000 miles. That is not the case. Those CVT transmissions actually need serviced more so than a regular transmission. 
And again, that's going to be different than what the dealer and or the manufacturer tells you. But uh, us in the field, our recommendation is change fluid in that every 30, 40,000 miles, and you'll be a lot better off. Kevin in Longmont, you're next. Hey, I got two favorite tools. First one is a Milwaukee hacksaw. It's got one-handed saw. Yeah, they're great. I have one. It's an awesome tool. Oh, man. I've used that thing to do everything from dig a hole to cut down a tree. So it's They amazing. work great. Yep, there's nothing like it. The second thing is uh, like the DeWalt uh, battery-powered screwdriver. It's got gyroscope in it. That works well too. Rather, I, don't, I don't. My son yeah. owns one. I don't. I've tried it. It's a little hard to get used to, but once you get used to it, it works fabulous. Yeah, it's really the only tool that I'll go. I'll like walk all the way upstairs to get it, and then all the way back downstairs to use it, rather than just use a regular screwdriver. Does anybody <laughs> else make that gyro thing besides DeWalt? I've not <clears> seen <throat> one. Because I have but, not uh, either. By the way. Yeah, it's very interesting to use. And very it, nice. it is. It's at yeah. To your point, it's. I don't know how to describe. I mean, you, maybe you can describe it better than I. And then, by the way, they're about eighty bucks or so for that screwdriver, but they work absolutely fabulous. And I don't know how to describe yeah. it, Kevin. But you like you well, put your head on I the would, screw, and just depends on way you twist. Depends upon how the thing works, right? Yeah, exactly. You, like a normal, uh, like a Black & Decker, you would have a little little rocker switch that says, you know, turn right or turn left. With a button. Uh, yeah. Right. But then this thing has just a button that you just click, and you hold it, and that sort of activates the screwdriver. And then as you turn, twist the whole thing to the right, just like you're going to turn the screw counter- or clockwise, it starts moving. And then the further you twist it, the faster it goes. That's right. And then if you get towards the end of the screw and you want to slow it down, you just back it off towards where you started from. And it slows back down again. Then you can turn a little bit left, and it'll unscrew it. The, it is, it is, I, I it is it the most intuitive. interesting tool, Kevin, I've ever used in my life. Yep, agreed. Thank you, sir. Okay, now, real quick. we got to answer this for me because I don't know the answers, even though my son owns one. Does that have okay. a battery that comes in and out, or do you plug into the end yep. of it to charge it? Yeah, when I got mine, it came with uh, two batteries, and they last quite a while. Um, but, yeah, you can just slip the battery out and pop it in the charger, and then you got another one to go while the, while the other one's charging. So, okay, yeah, question for you and everybody else listening, because this is my biggest beef with all the things we're talking about. I'm just going to be frank yeah. with everybody. I wish somebody made a universal charger that had about six banks in it. You could sit on the bench oh. and throw any battery you want into it so you don't have 500 chargers kicking around. Am I right? I. I agree. Yeah, you know, I work in, in my day job. I design wireless charging for phones, and my opinion is the only time that's going to happen is if people move to wireless charging for uh, power tools. Why haven't they, the Kevin? Why haven't they? Uh, it's wireless charging is very inefficient, and you can't charge very fast. Uh, so I think maybe that's what they're waiting on. But gotcha. at least it is a standard. So. <laughs> well, I, you know what? And you just—I mean, it'd be great if you could just take that screwdriver, lay it down on a pad, and have it charge. Oh yeah, it'd be totally nice. Wouldn't that be I awesome? Yep, good point. So anyways, yeah, I wish some, and I wish somebody, for all you out, inventors out there, I got to believe, Kevin, if somebody came up with a, like, six-bank universal charger, you could throw any battery made out there, or at least the, the popular brands on, you'd sell the dickens out of it. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right. There you go, folks. All Kevin, right, thanks. I really appreciate it. We'll be back. What is your favorite power tool? Use around the shop, the house, whatever it happens to be. And it could be any tool. It doesn't have to be a power tool. We've had vacuums. hand tools and so on, the vacuums. Whatever. What's your favorite tool? Let us know. 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. For over 37 years, Geno's has been your go-to auto service shop in Littleton for all of your car repair and maintenance needs. 
This month, take advantage of Dino's engine and cabin air filter special and receive a Napa $20 gift card. Do you want to breathe better air in your vehicle? Your cabin air filter helps to remove pollen, dust, smoke, and pollutants from the air inside your car. It's recommended to change your cabin air filter once a year in Colorado. Your engine air filter prevents dust, dirt, and contaminants from your engine. With any service, we'll do a free battery check to get you safely back on the road. Geno's continues to service Larry's Automotive customers, honoring warranty work you may have had done. Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off for service and pick up when ready. Geno's is a Colorado Select member and conveniently located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Check out Geno's Google reviews or call us with any questions. Visit Geno's online at genosautoservice.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. The hard part of my job is getting the case ready for trial. The really fun part of my job is going to trial. Call the personal injury attorney who enjoys going to trial, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. The thing that people need to do when they're talking with lawyers about trials, ask the lawyer that they're talking to whether they like to go to trial or not. Although most personal injury cases settle outside of the courtroom, you want an attorney who stands ready to represent you at trial. The reason that we say trial tested, trial ready is because we do enough cases that we are always ready. And it's like anything else, you ride a bike or you, know, you shoot trap. If you do it often, you're still in good regular practice on it. If you do it once a year, not so much. Trial tested, trial ready. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh. Call today for a free, no obligation consultation. 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it very much. 303-477-5600. That's the Affordable Interest Mortgage call-in line. Call us. We'll get you right on air. 303-477-5600. Eric and Thornton, what's going on, sir? Hey, John. Hey, uh, so actually I have, a, I, I have two things for you. Sure. So my one of my latest favorite small tools is... Uh, so about a, about a year ago, my regular day to day Leatherman snapped in half. Okay, it was twenty. It was twenty years old. I had been abusing it quite regularly, mm-hmm. uh, so it broke. And happened to go on Leatherman's website. Thought, well, you know, it's Christmas time. I'm going to order me something. And they had a package deal going on, so I ordered a new regular Leatherman. Then they have something called Surge, and it's basically a Leatherman size vice grip. Hmm. Okay. Never seen it. And it is, yeah, it's it's, it's neat. Um, it's got a couple of the other regular little multi tools attached to it, 
and uh, uh, I ended up having to get a custom uh, holder made. So I have my regular Leatherman, and then I have that also. And I, I don't use them all that often, but there's times where like something little, I, I need like just that little yeah. vice grip, yeah. and especially especially days where in the semi, there's been times where I'm messing with something, and it's like. I, I'm not crawling out from underneath what I'm doing, or if I'm working on something on the back of a trailer, I'm not running back up to the cab to grab my full-size vice grips. So I'll just pull these out. They're they're a little hard to get used to because they the way they flip and fold, um, and they can be frustrating. They're, they're kind of frustrating when you got to like collapse them back down to put them in the hole in, right. in the holster. But um, otherwise, they're a really neat little handle. The Leathermans in general are really a, a nice little tool. So yeah, no, you know what? For yes. you know, those are what for roughly what 100, 110 bucks. Not a bad deal. Yeah, and like I said, and I, I they had a package deal just before Christmas where I bought, two, you know, I bought a regular one, and then I got the, the second one at a discounted price, and then like they had threw in their custom engraving for like half price. Gotcha. Um, cool. So anyhow, cool. But now I got a pre- I got a preventive maintenance question. Sure. For you. Sure. So, on my front, uh, on my 15 Frontier, I've got 133,000. I know reading from uh, on the forums and on the Facebook group pages that anywhere between 50,000 miles and 300,000 miles, the cam and crank sensors like to fail. Yes, it is that wide of a berth. I actually yep. talked to a guy with a 19 that his failed at 40,000. He was like, really, just as I come out of warranty. Um, Thoughts on just as for giggles because it's about 120 bucks for all three of them. To and from the looks of it, aside from the fact I'll probably shred the back of my hands, um, does it look too difficult to do? No, it's a matter whether you want to you know spend the money and do it or not. Okay, and I don't. Yeah, it's just. And again, because of that wide range. I don't really have a good answer on, you know, would you replace one as a preventative maintenance measure or not? I, you know, I, I, I don't know, Eric. Great you know, question. And, you, and yeah, you, I, you'd have to see how many cars have actually had this problem and figure out. You know, what's the, exactly. Yeah. What's the percentage and yeah, so yeah. on? I, I don't know. It's, it's apparently it's, apparently it is fairly common, but like I said, it's, it's all over the place on mileage, you know? Uh, I, I mean, I've, there, there's one guy who was commenting. He said, I've got, he says, I've got 200,000 and mine have never failed. Knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, the same could be said back in the day, the seven threes had bad, you know, they had crank sensor problems as well. And, you know, some would last forever and some would go out right away. And it's kind of a same situation. And I, it depends what the vehicle's being used for. It depends on the type of driving they're doing. Uh, like if they live on a dirt road, they don't live on a dirt road. I think road in some cases, how often altitude. is it getting wet, washed, things yeah. like that? Going through creeks. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah mine, four I, mean, I, I mean, I do rinse the engine. Down. I, yeah, I mean, I do go four wheeling a couple times a year. I do rinse the engine down every couple of months. Um, you know, but I mean, it's a daily driver and it's used commercially too. And everything I've read is when it fails, you know, have a tow company's number handy. <clears throat> Well, it's 50-50 whether you're not you're going to get a three star. Yeah, I mean, I think if it were me and I was somebody that was off the beaten path quite often, you know, this is kind of one of those things where, you know, back in the day we had tool bags and extra fan belts and things like that. Well, nowadays, if you know there's a known 
failure when it comes to sensors and things like that, and it's a pretty th easy thing to fix in the field. Would I have an extra one of those thrown in the glove box and a tool to change it just in case? Yeah, I probably would. That's what I was going to say, as I would suggest, is putting one in the glove box. And I don't think I'd change it, but I'd just yeah. have one ready in case. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I, and, and, you know, a couple months, about a month ago, you were talking about Rock Auto and the issue with, like, uh, what where they'll ship and where they won't ship. And the fact you don't um, know what you're buying. I, everybody I listening, buy a, well, I'm not a Rock Auto guy, by the way. So, yeah. and granted, Napa's one of, of my Rock main sponsors, yeah, and I will be loyal to them till yeah. you know till the day well, is long, the, but I'm not buying parts yeah, off Rock exactly. Auto. Sorry. Well, one of the things I was, uh, you know, I was pricing, because they're about, the, some of their stuff is about the same price as Napa, and then, and Sometimes it's uh, it, it is the OE part. Sometimes it's not. Same with Napa. You know, sometimes it's Napa's house brand. Sometimes it's the OE part. And one of the things I noticed with them is, and I found this interesting because somebody was commenting to you guys about you know that they won't ship to Colorado because of our sales tax deal. Um, which, which I, I have by the way, I got some information in after that fact that said that somebody had ordered something from them and it did come to them. So I and I can't verify it one way or the other because I don't buy from Rock Auto, so I don't know. Yeah, it, it depends on where you're at in the metro area, apparently, Okay, is, is what I have since learned. Okay, I have a co-worker that lives in Bennett, and they will ship to him. I live in Thornton. They will ship to me, but my boss lives on the very north side of Thornton, off up about 160th, and he cannot get them to ship to his house. Gotcha. And it's, it's the weirdest gotcha. thing. Yeah, and, but, and again, I, you know, I, I can't I was, verify I looking, any of that because I don't know. Yeah, but I was looking at the prices between the two, and I thought about, you know, it's like 120 bucks for all three parts. I just grab them and just, you know, it looks like take about two hours to swap all three of them out. And I wouldn't swap them out. I would just throw them in my glove box and wait till I needed it. I would too. Yeah. I wouldn't. Because okay. you would you, get them. Because you never know. Those things could last a very long time. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing that I've seen yeah, happen, I mean, not, not, real quick, the other thing I've seen happen is you put the new stuff on and it doesn't last any longer than what the old stuff would have. Yeah. And that's what's funny is when you read the comments on the on the forums and on the Facebook pages, everybody says, if you're going to buy them, either buy uh, the OE from Napa or uh, either buy the OE from Nissan or buy, like, from Napa. Right. Um, don't buy the knockoffs yep. because there's guys who put them on and they started it, drove it, test drove it, came back, parked it the next day. They went to start it and wouldn't start it. failed that quick. Other guys have come in, oh, I got three months out of it, then it failed. Well, yeah, but when you're... <laughs> When you're relying on it, you can't do that. I, yeah, you can't. Yeah, and then the other thing I read is if you're doing the cam sensors, do them both at the same time because if you just replace one, right, the other one will fail the next day, right, yeah. because it'll get a bad read. Yep. Yep. Well so, said. Nope. You're you're on the right track. All right. Well, I think I'll do that. I'll just pick them up and keep them. Yep. That's what I do. for the moment same. until they go. There you go. Because I do so. carry a code reader with me all the time. Well, then you're good. There but, you go. Yeah. All, all right. right good stuff, so, Eric. Thanks. I'm going to squeeze another call in before the. Bottom of the hour break. Mike and Highlands Ranch are up next. Line open 303-477-5600. That's our affordable interest mortgage call in line. Mike, what's up, sir? Hey, um, John, just wanted to chat a little bit about experience ordering. Looking to order some new tires for one of my cars, Michelin Pilot Sport 4Ss. Okay. Um, I just had the car appraised, and, and the appraiser pointed out to me that None of my tires were made in the same uh, week. Same batch. Same batch. Yeah. Uh, two of them were two. One was a year older than the rest. Two of them were two years older than the others. And so I learned a valuable lesson. I've tried to replace them. I talked to Tire Rack and Discount, 
and then ended up getting a hold of Michelin. None tire rack nor discount will guarantee that the tires won't be up to three years old. That's right. When you get them. That's right. All you can so do. All you can do would be to go into an actual store, look at the date stamp, and decide at that point if you want to buy them or not. That's right. And so I called Michelin. They're running a batch of those tires for. They run a, a different batch uh, once a week because of the rubber compounds. But they told me when they're running them how much they're backed up, and I've asked discount to or they said they'd order them, and I said I won't buy them if I, you know, if they're not, you know, new. Right. right. Brings up the question of the six-year issue with tires, mm-hmm. and that what is what got me, uh, you know, going. Is I said so you're going to get me a tire that may be three years old. And then, basically, after three years, it's toast, based on the legal six. Based on the limit. legal end of it, yes, that's correct. Unbelievable. <clears throat> I mean, it was it was stunning to me. None of them will do that. So I've learned uh, how to read the yep. week and the date yep. on the tire. Yep, that's all you got to do, and it'll tell you exactly what year, you know, what week it was built in, and what year it was built in. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was news to me, and I thought some of your listeners might be interested because uh, I started looking at tires on all kinds of things after learning that, and it's hard to find tires that are less than a year old. Yeah, it really is. And and by the way, for for the majority of people listening that are going to wear a set of tires out in 40,000, 50,000 miles, which means in most cases, Mike, they're only going to run three, four years or in the new set anyways, probably not a big issue to the majority of the folks listening. Although, in your case, in my case, where you're buying a performance tire on a car that probably is only getting 1,000 miles a year if you're lucky, yeah, that's a big deal. It is, and, and I drive most of my cars that are performance cars like I stole them, so I get about 8,000 miles out of a set of tires right. like Pilot Sports. Um, there's no sense buying something like that, like your Audi, and not driving it. Correct. But you're right. I don't drive it that often. But it was a. And by the way, those particular tires, the tread may look good, but there's a section of what I want to call the sweet spot in the rubber that gets pretty greasy after a while. Yeah, yeah. And you probably experienced it in when you're cornering. The tread looks great, and the wear bars aren't even close. But there's a layer of rubber that is really. Uh, in the sweet spot, and once it's done with that, they yep. can they yep. can get real squirrely. Yeah, no, you're right. Well said. And and again, th- there's really not a factor for the majority of people listening. But some of the classic car guys or performance car guys, where you're you know you're not driving it a whole lot, yeah, that's a big issue. Yeah. yeah well, I don't want to buy a tire that's three years old I, already. I I'm glad that well you I knew you guys would know about it, but I don't think most people you know even look when they buy new tires. Hey, Mike, can I ask you, you might want to give Mike at Extreme Auto Repair a call because we, we were selling general tires, and yeah. he might be able to call them up because they were really taking, you know, they were a good customer of general tire. And so they might, um, you know, deal with, he can ask them, to, can you send me a set all within the same date range? Are you, oh, date I'm really not interested in a general. I'm interested in the Michelin. In the pilots. Well, in the pilots. Yeah, I mean the 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 Pilot Sport 4s's and the Pilot Super Sports really yeah. the car was designed for that and it yeah. and and they they really work. No, and and I yeah I wouldn't tell you to change brands. I'm, I'm the same as you, Mike. If that's what it's on and that's what it came with, that's what I'm going back to. 
Well, yeah. and that's what works on it. Yeah. I mean, it's I, not that I've had anything else, but damn, they work good. Yeah. No, I, no, I'm not disagreeing with you there. I think the biggest key there, the only other thing you might be able to do would be to go to an actual, you know, Michelin dealer, not not a, a discount yeah. or a, yeah. or you know a tire rack or whatever, and just say, hey, if you you know, because these guys have have rep, you know representatives that they can talk to and so on. That's where you're going to have to go to try to get some that are a match set. Well, you know what I did is the Michelin was kind enough when I spoke to him to give me that. He said those tires, the pilots that you're talking about, we're running them for a week from October 26th. He said, so if you can get whoever you're going through to get on the list for that week's run. Ah, there you go. Got a better yep. shot. He said, now I'll tell you, we're a, we've got a thousand orders or a thousand tires ordered for that week already. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, but the economy's tanking there, Mike. <laughs> Just saying. Sorry. Had to throw that out there. That's good good point. <laughs> I love it. Anyways. Well, no, I think, right. I think thanks, you're on the right fellas. track. No, you you're, you're everything you're saying is exactly what you need to do and you're on the right track. All right, thanks. You're very well thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. We'll run to break real quick. Wayne and Castle Rock hang tight. Paul and Brighton as well. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Drive radio KLZ five sixty. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. As you've probably noticed, the fall is upon us. Now we call it fall not just because the leaves are falling, but the temperature is falling as well. So this week, we want to make sure that we're talking about your engine cooling system. Yep, that's right, the cooling system. Because the cooling system in your car does so much more than just cool the engine. Your coolant also acts as a lubricant and protects key engine components. But the reason that it's so important to check your coolant before the temperature gets too cool is that your engine depends on the coolant to keep it from freezing. So, before fall turns too cold, Make sure that you have the cooling system in your car checked and that your car is ready to make it through another cool Colorado winter. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie. We'll talk to you again next week. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. Call Novus Auto Glass as soon as you notice a chip or crack in your windshield so they can save you more money. Novus Auto Glass wants to help you save more money by repairing chips and cracks whenever possible. With their patented glass repair technology, Novus can tackle tougher cracks than the competition. In some cases, they can repair cracks up to a foot long, but you have a much better chance at getting a repair when you act fast. Glass repair is more complicated than you think. Something as simple as going through a car wash could make your little chip or crack unfixable. 
No matter what sort of damage you're dealing with, though, there's never any risk with a Novus repair. Should your windshield repair fail, they will credit the cost toward a replacement. Novus works with all insurance companies, and for those without windshield coverage, Novus will give you a discounted cash price. It's simple. Novus Auto Glass saves you more money. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and find the windshield repair expert nearest you. Novus Auto Glass, the inventors of windshield repair. Barber's Foods has been feeding Colorado families the highest quality protein since 1949, sourced from farm, ranch, and fishing families that they know personally. In September and October, Barber's Foods is proud to offer your family wild-caught Alaskan sockeye fillets, caught by their own fishermen who personally catch the salmon in the Bristol Bay of Alaska in a boat that they own and operate. Go to barbersfoods.com to pre-order your Alaskan salmon fillets. And while you're there, check out the Morgan Ranch Wagyu, Colorado-sourced USDA choice beef and bison, Beeler's non-GMO gestation, crate-free Duroc pork, and Pittman Farms family air-chilled chicken products. Stock up now and save 5% off your entire order with the code SAVE5. You care where your food comes from. So buy your proteins from Barber's Foods, 100% Colorado native-owned. Barber'sFoods.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. We do appreciate it very much. Wayne in Castle Rock is next. Wayne, what's up, sir? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thanks for calling. Yeah, yeah. You know, John, I called you about a year ago, maybe a little less than that, about a a parasitic draw that I had in my F-350. Okay. And um, I tried to find it, and I didn't have any success, but I realized that I missed a component of the process. I, just, I didn't let it go to sleep. So uh, I had just I just um, tripped the door latch mechanism, and I'm letting it set right now. But online, there's a couple different techniques that the guys are using. And in the past, I've always put an amp meter in line with the negative battery, uh, terminal, you know, disconnect mm-hmm. the negative battery mm-hmm. terminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I have two batteries. If I just disconnect the negative on the other side, will that be sufficient? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Um, would you use that technique and start pulling fuses and then see if you have it? Um, yeah, honestly, the easiest know, way to do it, especially away? on that vintage of vehicle, it's a little different on the newer vehicle, but on that vintage of a vehicle, the easiest thing to use, Wayne, because you can see it without even having to have a meter right in front of you, is a test light. Just yeah. use a test light. If it glows the test light, there's too much draw. If it doesn't, you're fine. Okay, you're talking about test light at, right at the fuse block. No, 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 no. No, take the cable off. So take your negative battery cable off and put the test okay. light, you know, just basically, you know, vice grip the test light end to the cable because mm-hmm. usually it won't stay on okay. there. And then take your right. other one and clip it onto the battery post itself. If it lights, you've got a draw. If it doesn't, there isn't. Yep. Ah, that's a lot easier than using. Way the, easier, uh, and you can because then, then as you're pulling fuses and stuff, you can just kind of glance up underneath the hood and see if the light's on or off. Yeah, or you can, well, you could run a wire from the yeah, end. And run just all, to, yeah. You can typically just on that truck where the fuse box and stuff is. You can just yeah. kind of peek up at it you yeah. know, once at a yeah. time. It's easy, not a big yeah. deal. Okay, I will do that. That sounds a lot easier than than doing the meter and running back and forth every time you pull. Yeah, yeah. Now a lot of guys will tell you on forums and so on that that's not a super accurate way of telling, and that you know that uh, uh, you know you need a meter on it to know exactly how many milliamps are being drawn and so on. But what I've learned over the years, especially on your truck, if it lights the light, there's way too much draw, and you're going to run the battery down. If it doesn't, there's no draw. Right. 
Yeah, this is getting progressively worse. It's always been a problem, but it's been inconsistent. Mm. Sometimes battery will hold the charge for a month, and sometimes it'll only hold the charge for a couple of days. And so, I'm obviously it was dead, but I charged the batteries overnight, and they're fully charged now. Gotcha. Uh, so hopefully, it's still. When and so, when, real quick, Wayne, when it dies, how fast will it draw it down? Um, within a couple of days. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 That's a lot. Yeah, I took it up camping over Labor Day weekend, and when we were getting ready to leave, the battery was dead. So, um, uh, you know, <laughs> that wasn't very good. Luckily, I was able to flag somebody down and get a jump. I've seen that happen with regu- with an alternator before, with the regulator sticks, the diodes. Um, go well, that bad was my and... next question. If if I do have a failure in an alternator, how can I measure that? Uh, the the best way to do on the alternator, and it, the is, yeah, no, the best way to do that is, in fact, probably one of the first places I would start because it's easiest, even versus going through all of your fuses. You know, once you've got the thing reset to where there's, you know, where you've you know it's it's gone through that waiting process you're talking about. If it's lit up, unplug the alternator. Yep, that's the first thing I. First thing I would do. Yep. If it, if you, you unplug know, the got, alternator and the draw goes away. On it. Coming out of the alternator. I've got two alternators on the. I've got two alternators on the truck and two batteries, and they're both less than a year old. And I've had this trouble for more than a year. I still would look at that. I still. It's would, just yeah. again, just okay. as you start going through, you know, as technicians, it's just one of those things because it's an easy thing. You're already under the hood. Everything's right there. You just reach down and unplug the alternator. It's it's a quick unplug, plug back in. If it changes the light or even dims it some, you know you're on the right track. Yeah. And too many times we think it's a brand new part. I don't have to worry about it. But that could be what's causing it. You have no idea. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I agree with that. You just go now, through the process. Um, okay. I put my hand on both the alternators, and they're not warm. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Was, you yeah. won't feel that. You won't, yeah, you won't feel that much of a Paris. You, you won't have any heat on that much of a draw. Yeah, but you got a pretty okay. substantial draw if that's taken down. I'm the- guessing that you're going to put that in. The light's going to be very bright. Now, here's yeah. the other thing. You can have more than one thing with the draw. So yes. what you do there is if you get one circuit that dims it, well, that means that one's got a draw. And But if it's still lit, that means there's something, something else, else besides yeah. that. And I've yeah. seen with yeah. more than keep one going, draw. Right. Yeah. yeah, keep going. That's right. You keep going. till till it's out, you keep yeah. going. All right. I appreciate your input very much. You're very welcome, Wayne. Let me know if you need any help. Love to help you. All right. All right. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it very much. Let's go to Kevin in Colorado Springs is next. Kevin, welcome. Hi, John. How you doing? Good, sir. Welcome. I was going to ditto the guy that called in about the tire date Mm -hmm. codes. Mm -hmm. I've had the same experience, and it was a little different from a performance. It was a classic car with white walls. Gotcha. So I bought a set of four. And one of the tires I found out was aging differently. The white wall was aging differently than the other three. Probably a, probably a much older tire. Yeah, when I looked at the date code, mm-hmm. it was about 18 months off. There you go. And it could have been made, you know, with different rubber compounds. Everything's different, different. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Well said. Yes. Yeah. I have been talking to the tire shops like Discount and Tire World. They're agreeable if they've got the tires you can specify that you want the same date code right when you buy it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So I just want to say. Yeah. No. And that would, and that would be the way to do it. Now, again, in in general, the majority of people listening, buying tires, running them on a regular daily driver, this is irrelevant. But for people that have classic performance cars, you're not going to wear that tire out most likely before it runs out of age. This is a big deal. 
Right. You're living with the tires for a lot longer That's than the right. average person. That's right. Who's, you know, Very well 20, said. 20,000 miles a year. You got it. Well said. <laughs> All right. That's yep. it. No. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Kevin. Right on the money, by the way. Let's go to Bruce in Minnesota. Hey, how you doing there, Bruce? What you doing? Oh, cripes. Oh, cripes, don't you know? There you go. You betcha. I get warmed up to, oh, golly, gee, Willikers up to about 32. I thought about going out and sunning. You betcha. Oh, there you go, don't you know? <laughs> Good stuff. What's happening, Bruce? Oh, it's, uh, you know, I got that uh, new truck I told you about a while yep. back. And uh, I've never had a diesel before. Now, it's not that I haven't driven them for company trucks and that, but... I've never had one as a personal. And you bought a Ram, if I'm not mistaken, correct? You are mistaken. What'd you buy? Five hundred Chevy. Oh, you bought a Chevy. Okay, I couldn't. I couldn't remember if you bought a Duramax or a Ram. Yeah, well, it's a 3500 HD. It's okay. just like a basic work truck. Doesn't have all the bells. And That's all right. But still a good truck. But I got. Yeah, uh, I'm liking it so far. Um, I got them street tires on there, and, and uh, by golly, gosh darn it, you know about the weather up here. Yes, I do. And I'm wondering uh, if I should uh, keep those street tires on or if I'm, I would go for a little bit more beefy I would. winter tires. I would change them up. So here's what I would do, and I know it's a little bit expensive to swap them, you, you know, twice a year basically is what you end up doing. But for what you save on the rubber itself and, and the longevity that happens with it and what you gain in traction by going to a, a more aggressive, you know, mud and snow type tire, yeah, I, I would switch out and then in the summertime go back to your summer tires. And to uh, do, do you have a recommendation type uh, type brand or, or anything that you recommend or you like? or? Well, I, I personally just, in what I run on my fleet trucks, I like the Toyo brand. I know it's a Japanese tire, but... Uh, I actually have really good luck in the fleet. I've got good longevity with them. They make a great tire. They're true. They balance well, which is a big deal to me, even personally. Uh, I like the mm -hmm. Toyo brand very well. Doesn't mean that you can't go buy another tire, you know, someplace else. It's completely up to you, and it really does kind of come down to what you like and what works well, but uh, I've had good luck with that tire. And it also depends what you're using it for. Correct. Well, uh, got, got that that uh, deer season coming up and going up up uh driving in the snow and the mud and getting to the stand well not to the stand but uh it's off-roading it most of the time it'll be just uh highway but uh last year i got stuck in my own driveway and i had some good mudders on my 150 but um you know three foot of snow you don't really get to go where you want to go no you don't and and again, it really it really does come down to you know just the tire itself, what you want to do. And and by the way, you know I'm saying Toyo. It's just me personally. I like that that particular tire, that brand. I've had good good luck with it. I continue to run it on our trucks. But you know, you literally, as long as it's got a nice, good, open lug where it will clean the snow, you know, from the that's, tire itself. That's the key to it. it is. And and again, there's lots of tires made in that market that would work for that. It really just comes down to what you like, Bruce. What performs well, and and in a lot of cases, what can you buy the tire for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what about storage for the uh, road tires? I, I would put them inside to where they're, I mean, I would not keep them outside if you can keep from it. If you've got an attic or, you know, the ability to store them up in the shop or something like that, if you have to store them outside, bag them up, make sure they don't get wet, try to keep them out of the rain and the, and the snow and so on where they're not getting wet and hot and weathered and all that. If you do that, you'd be fine. Okay. And then uh, the second question would be uh, the additives. I've seen all kinds of different additives for... Uh, 
you know, non-gelling and uh, water yep. separation, all kinds of stuff like that. What what would you recommend to uh, for something like that? Uh, BG makes a great diesel uh, additive for that, and that's what I would use. Okay. And, B, um, and you should be able to buy BG up in your area. You'll have to go to uh, BGProd.com, Bruce, to find out who in Minnesota is, is carrying the BG products. But I, I, I've got... Folks up there, I know, so I know they're carrying the product, and you, you would you would go ahead and just use their their diesel care product. Okay, now I remember when I I discussed using BG with uh, the Ford dealer, and they all oh, know that'll that'll that yeah. stuff will screw your motor up. Well, yeah, I they're full of to, crap. I and didn't it, want to say anything, but um, yeah, they're full of crap. Sorry, I'm just going to say it as it is. You know, BG's well, got its, has its own, you know, even warranty on all the products they sell. So even if the dealer's telling you that, again, they're full of... Here's the thing. There's a, there's a majority of Ford dealers around the country even using their products, so they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. And plus the fact that the, the dealers, a lot of people don't go back to the dealer after a certain period of time, and so they don't see the longevity of the vehicles like we nope. do. We see where BG does help the vehicles after a long-term yep. uh, period. Nothing wrong with their products. You're not going to screw anything up using BG products, period. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. Cause, uh, yeah, I don't want to, you know, I've, I've, I still got less than 10,000 on the truck. Gotcha. So, uh, I don't want to screw the warranty up, but, uh, I, uh, just a little background when I, uh, was getting ready to leave Wyoming, I drove down to Denver from Cheyenne. I was getting, uh, of course it's downhill to Denver. <clears throat> I was getting 28 on the computer. Nice. Miles per day. Nice. But, Driving back up, I was only getting like twenty one, twenty two, and uh, still good. Now nothing wrong with that. Yeah, now I don't, you know, driving out there with the RV on the bumper, uh, I was against the wind, and I got about eleven. And coming back, I was against uh, even more wind, and I was getting about nine. Gotcha. So, um, hey, real but, quick, by uh, the way, Bruce, that I got to run to break. That part number that you're yep. looking for from BG is two two seven. So look for part number two two seven. Okay, sounds good. Okay, thanks, Bruce. I appreciate it very much. We'll take a break. Come right back. The Affordable Interest Mortgage call in line, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio. Hi, I'm Rolly Purefoy. You know, being in business for six decades in any business is a tough thing to do, especially in today's highly complex and competitive world. As a small business, we certainly have experienced many trying times when there was no clear answer or path to take for survival. The COVID-19 virus for all of us has been the ultimate business disruptor, but once again, we've managed to keep on keeping on, and we are there to serve our many tried and true customers that have depended on us to always be there. We aren't and never will be a big high-flying dealership, but one with honesty and integrity and a culture of doing things right. We appreciate all our customers, many of which have come long distances to do business with us. We are proud of who we are and what we do. Purefoy Proud. We certainly need and would appreciate a chance to earn your business, whether it would be for parts or service or if you're in the market for a new or used vehicle. We'd love to be your Chevy dealer. Find us today at PurefoyChevrolet.com and find new roads. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. 
No one likes to be that person. You know the one stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555 or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard to find part for an out of the ordinary car can be quite a time consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Dennis, Charlie, our engineer, Larry Unger, answering phones, 303-477-5600. I just said a moment ago, I wish I had a tire machine at home. Yeah, and I ditto it, and I, I know... That'd be a great machine. I hope Pam's not listening right now. <laughs> I, if I could find the right used tire machine for the right price, yeah, I'd put one at, at home. Would you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would, actually. Because you can do your own stuff that way. Yeah, it'd be nice. And not that I need to, but... You know what I've done before at home without a tire machine is my big... Tire tractors, tires, my tractor tires. By the way, have you ever been on YouTube and watched somebody change a tire without a tire machine? Yeah, they do it so quickly oh, and easy. Oh, my Lord. It's like, you got to be joking me. Yeah. That's not going to be me, by the way. Yeah. Well, I've done it. No, I, thanks. I, I actually, this tire, <clears throat> you know, they're tall. They're about almost three and a half, four feet tall. And it's on my, nine, my 1942 or 49 <laughs> Ford 9N. Gotcha. And I, I pulled my truck up on there to hold the rim down gotcha and and then so I have would... you ever aired one up with a match and a ether oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> people... most people listening probably don't know what we're talking yeah, about yeah. but you should especially not try that at home by the way especially the hoosiers when, yeah oh yeah you, you hear that death sound <laughs> it blows it right up it works it well, works. ether and a match yep. yeah you just can... be careful yeah We'll see. Yeah. It'll air it right up. A lot of pry bars, though, taking off a tire. Oh, man. Yeah. Just think of what it used to be like when you're doing a bicycle tire, only it's a lot heavier. And bigger pry bars. Uh, yeah. Oh, a lot heavier. I've seen guys do it, though. More power to them. I, just not me. I'm not that guy. You're not that guy? No. No, my days of doing that are far over, Dennis. No, I'll, yeah. no. I'll figure out something else before I have to hand break a tire down. When I hand broke the first one down, it had ma that... Milk, uh, oh, the, the never seal stuff in it or whatever. Oh, the, well, tractors put this in to keep the weight. Oh, on the back of the tire. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I want to almost say it's like a magloride stuff. It's, um, I'm trying to think like of a liquid of, basically they yeah. put in it. Yeah, it wasn't good. No fun. <laughs> yeah, we got all, all right. Over. Question of the day is what's your favorite tool? It shop around the house, whatever it can be a power tool, can be anything really. We've had a, a lot of great suggestions today, by the way. 303 477 5600. 
whatever it is, let us know. We'd love to hear your uh, your comments on that. We, by the way, we've. I think I'll have to spend some money later. Unfortunately, though. Well, you don't have to. Well, I don't have to. But. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> just, yeah. You know, when you don't have that tool, you want to have that tool, yeah. right? Yeah. Isn't that kind of how that works? Yeah, it is. Anyways, 303-477-5600. We'd love to hear from you. You can text us your question as well, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. You can also send us an email. Just go right to drive radio. Dot com. Send us an email, or you can send me one directly by going to John, J-O-H-N, at drive-radio.com. That one will come our way as well. doesn't make any difference what it is, but uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you and answer questions. And by the way, if it's Sunday afternoon, thank you so much for listening. You're probably in the middle of a snowstorm now because we got the weather update earlier uh, this morning that, yes, snow is coming late tonight into tomorrow. So on Sunday, you're probably going to be listening to us watching it snow at the same time. You know, we need it, by the way. For, oh, my please, gosh. Please, nobody, this go around knowing where we're at in the state with fires and so on, please don't complain if it snows because yeah. it's going to. Yep. It, and you should have already had your tires put on by now. I mean, we've already warned you, warned you, warned you, warned you, and now you've had plenty enough time. Now I can just see Monday morning everybody's going to be rushing out trying to get tires put on their car. And it's yeah, too shops late. will be busy, by the way. So if you, if you have an opportunity today to get that done, which in most cases is going to be really tight, if you can get it done today, do so. Monday is going to be really, really difficult. You might to get be able to get it done, done tomorrow if you there's might. some places open. Mark, you're next. What's going on? we got a minute before break. I'll try to answer it as I can. If not, I'll take you top of the hour. What's going on? I've got a 2001 Volkswagen Eurovan. The okay. gas tank sits behind the driver's seat. It only accepts about 11.1 gallons. It's supposed to take 20.1 so right now I'm running it. I'm going to try to run it empty and see how long it takes once I hit the low fuel light, how many miles I get. Is there is there any kind of quick fix, or is it just a matter of pulling out that gas tank? And So in other words, you, you know the tank is full. It's just not registering that it's full. Or there's some sort of back pressure that is not allowing me to get all, all the gas in. I, mean, I don't know for sure that it's. Gotcha. So you, I just how much, bought it. I've only filled it up three times. Gotcha. Okay. And, and when you go to fill it up, all three times it was empty. Yeah. How short are you? You think of filling it? Oh, it only reads about three quarters on the gas gauge once I leave the gas station. Yeah. This. By the way, Mark, I'm going to hold you over. Good question. I can't answer this in the next 20 seconds. Hang tight. We will take you first up at the top of the hour. Hang tight for the news. We'll come back. Take Mark first. Any other questions, Drive Radio KLZ 560. Lines open, 303-477-5600. Again, 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. This is KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.